Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs, with new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is Lisa Mannion. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much, Simon. It's great to be here. Lisa is the business marketing architect and creator of simple three-step challenge solution invitation formula to create marketing messages with integrity. As featured in Inc. Magazine and best-selling books, Wonder Women and Engage, she received the People Choice Award at California Women's Conference. Lisa, take a minute to fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. Well, I've been, you know, working and playing in the marketing, advertising and copywriting arena for well over a couple of decades and running my business for um, over a decade, which is pretty exciting. And, you know, as a person, I've always been drawn to the written word and to marketing and advertising in general. And I think that's what drew me to to really do my work in the world. But kind of a funny story taking me way, way back is that when I was a, a little kid watching cartoons on the black and white television set with rabbit ear antenna, I would watch cartoons and when the commercials would come on, I would critique them even when I was like four or five years old. So it, it, <laughs> it's been in my blood for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, fast forward to today, I, I get to do what I love and I enjoy where I live in, Southern Oregon. I live in Ashland, Oregon, and I'm surrounded by fabulous wineries, and wine is one of my passions as well. I call it entrepreneurial fuel. <laughs> Lisa, whenever you talk about the marketing or advertising on interviews you're on, you get so passionate. Yes, I do. I mean, it's, you know, your message really matters, and it's important to share it in a way that makes sense to you, but also connects with your ideal clients. And there's so many people who are using pushy and antiquated techniques and really trying to kind of manipulate the sale without even realizing that's what they're doing. And, and you don't have to do that. And the reason I'm so passionate about what I do is that I pioneered a new way to create marketing messages with grace and ease. And it's really a framework that can be applied to any messaging that you use, to any business, to any industry. And it's completely customizable to um, whatever industry or business you're playing with. So you could be a small business, a big business, it doesn't matter because it's really all about building relationships. And that's the piece that people miss when they are creating their marketing and advertising messages. So uh, you started your business uh, 13 years ago. You've been in the business quite some time, uh, right on creative.com. Uh, tell me about the first few years when you got started. Uh, did you struggle with uh, getting clients? Uh, tell me about that time. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I resigned from a premier advertising agency in my market at the time. And my big plan was to just focus on writing and maybe write some articles for national magazines. But my business kind of had other plans for me. Um, people really needed help with, with marketing and copywriting. And not only that, I, I had a two-year non-compete in my local market when I resigned from the ad agency. So what that meant is either I had to do a buyout and pay several thousand dollars to create my own agency or be able to work my marketing and advertising magic in that market, or I just couldn't work in that market. And at that time, I, I didn't have several thousand dollars hanging around to do that. I had put 
all the money I had into starting the business and getting it set up and, you know, getting the business license, branding, image, all that stuff in place. So what I did, you know, it's interesting that you say what happened in the first few years. There, There was a little bit of struggle in that it is a challenge when you can't do what you want to do right in your backyard. So I decided that I wasn't going to let that get in my way. And I thought, well, let's just go global. So I started studying with some of the very top marketing and copywriting and, and internet marketing experts out there and quickly was able to create a global presence. And so while I, I didn't necessarily have a hard time getting clients, the way I was going to work changed a lot because I thought I would be able to just focus on on writing and on doing articles when in fact people really needed my help with the marketing strategy and the advertising strategy. And so I ended up offering uh, more services than I thought I was going to and publicity as well as another another part of my magic. So people wanted to know, okay, we've got our business up and running. How do we get exposure? How do we get in the media? So it did change in that way. So yeah, whenever uh, small uh, businesses start off, usually um, entrepreneurs tend to uh, offer services to everybody who comes, everybody who uh, writes a check. Uh, Lisa, tell me, how has your business evolved uh, since you started it versus today when you are wiser, a bit older, Lisa? Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, well, it's seasoned, we call it. Um you know, I think as we grow and evolve as people, so do our clients. And what's been really fun in this journey for me is is that that's absolutely true. And as you become more masterful at your craft, whatever that may be, whatever business or industry you're in, you realize who you really want to play with and who your ideal clients are. And by having a, a clear understanding of what your values are and your mission you can attract those ideal clients instead of chasing not so ideal clients. So for me, as I evolved, my clients uh, have definitely evolved with me. I serve mission-driven entrepreneurs and business people, uh, sometimes corporations as well, with one common theme. And that theme is they have a very big mission to change the world for the better. So it's not industry-specific, but it's really mission-specific and that they're doing something to really make a difference on our planet. So that's been kind of a change for me. For a long time, I was working with smaller businesses, and I've actually developed training for the small business development centers, you know, in different places throughout the United States. And I love small businesses. I have a huge passion for them. They can't always afford to work with me one-on-one. So right now, I'm actually developing a series of trainings that I can offer in the local market, get brand partners to offset that so that I can provide the support that those smaller businesses need without it breaking the bank for them. Lisa, you have so much going on right now. You do coaching, you do keynotes, you offer writing services, and you've had a lot of success. So could you tell me, as an entrepreneur, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to successes so far? Well, I think it's really being in alignment with the body of work that I teach. And while I do a lot of different things, it's all under the umbrella of marketing with integrity. So really creating those marketing messages with integrity, um, reverse engineering people's most powerful solutions into profitable revenue streams, and then helping them craft their messaging with a focus on passion points instead of pain points. And that's what sets me apart and makes me different and allows me to be in full alignment with what it is that I do and what it is that I offer. 
You talk about uh, reverse engineering. I really love that concept, taking something and kind of turning and flipping it around. Uh, what has been uh, a marketing strategy you've discovered lately that you reverse engineered? Well, I wouldn't say that I really reverse engineer marketing strategies, so to, so to speak. What I, what I do is I start with the very big picture first, the big picture, the big vision, um, the big mission, and really the legacy that people want to leave. So I have them look at, you know, where do you ultimately want to be in this business? And by reverse engineering, what I mean is then we can set up tangible action steps that are measurable to get them to that goal. Because oftentimes, we do have these really lofty goals and ideas and missions and visions, and we want to facilitate all this change. And it's kind of an idea in our head. But I take that idea and turn it into a tangible plan to make it happen. And that's where the reverse engineering comes into play. Lisa, you've had a really unique story as an entrepreneur. But something we really want to talk about on the show is hardships and challenges of entrepreneurs. So I want you to look back on your journey and pick, let's say, the worst entrepreneurial moment you've ever had. Hmm, That's a really good question. No, I am... I tend to be super positive and anything that's negative that happens, I can flip it around into a really good way. So let me, let me think a little bit about this. You know, actually, I think, I think one of uh, my biggest challenges was when I first started playing in the internet marketing arena and information products were really big. I created an information product that was really valuable, but I, I didn't name it very well. And so it was not super successful. And I was hoping I was actually buying into the hope and the dream that I was going to create this information product and make millions overnight when I didn't have all the pieces of the online marketing puzzle. And this happens to a lot of people. And it's really painful because you put a lot of time and effort into putting pieces of this together, but you don't have the whole plan in place. And I think that's probably why I'm so passionate in helping others now because I've made these mistakes and I knew what was missing and now I know what it takes to actually successfully launch something like that. And so I would say that was probably one of the the biggest failures and the most painful piece because I thought that I understood it all and I had bought into different trainings and philosophies that were only delivering pieces of that marketing puzzle. I guess you're really fortunate. Whenever I ask this question, we get um, all different answers, uh, having a family member dying and uh, or, I don't know, living, uh, living under a bridge or something like that. But you said that your worst entrepreneurial moment is when a product launch didn't go as expected. Yeah, I mean, that... For me, that was that was a big disappointment because I wanted it to generate, you know, massive quantities of cash quickly, which I think we've all found to be a, a bit of a, a fairy tale when it comes to the reality of, of doing business. But there was a time when a lot of people were really buying into that notion and that that's what was being sold. And I am really blessed that I haven't had a lot of really terrible tragedies. You know, my family is healthy. My parents are still together and, and you know, in the same home and happily married. And so in some ways, you know, I, I'm very, very blessed. Um, and I, I don't know, I just haven't had a lot of really really terrible things happen. I mean, even even on a really deeply personal level, when my marriage didn't um, end up lasting, we parted on very amicable terms. So 
I try to keep everything as positive as, as possible. And I think mindset and positivity are two of the most powerful tools that you can leverage in your life. Because even when really um, traumatic things happen, you can choose to find the gift in that. And you can choose to lift yourself up as opposed to get pulled down into depression or anything else like that. Yeah, I guess uh, that's how you see life as well. You're a really positive person and that seems to be your personal philosophy as in life as well. You talked about that product launch um, and you said that you didn't name it well. Um, tell me about that. Well, I think I called it um, proven techniques to to avoid or correct for common marketing mistakes, which is okay, but it's kind of boring, you know? And it, while it is true, it's exactly what it did, and it, it you know encompassed a body of work that I offered. That was only one part of the problem. You know, I didn't understand how to fully execute a launch at that time. I hadn't been shared uh, that piece of that information. I, I it had been shared with me how to create the information product and get all that set up, but the launch piece wasn't really included in that. So oftentimes what happens is people specialize in one piece of the marketing puzzle and you get so caught up in the um, to-dos, tasks, and tech that you forget that there's more to it or that sometimes the people teaching that piece don't even realize that you don't know that. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring it up because in entrepreneurship world, uh, there's always talk about mastering one thing, becoming expert in one thing. Uh, so do you feel like um, you should uh, master the other fields as well to be successful? I guess this is a pretty vague question. Yeah, I do. I, I think I understand exactly what you're saying. And I have been coached in the past to focus on one thing. And quite frankly, that doesn't work for me because I'm a highly uh, creative and multi-talented person. And so I have expertise in several different areas. I mean, I deliver well on top-notch converting content. I help people with publicity and PR. I help people with planning and strategy, I help people with branding and imaging. So I have all of this amazing experience that spans the mediums I have advertising agency experience and all of this. And so I actually felt that it was kind of damaging to me to try and pigeonhole me into one thing because I do so much more and it sort of stifles your creativity and you as a really um, kind of ambitious entrepreneur that can help with so many different things. So, well, I think it is important to, to have a clear mastery of something that's your core body of work. Like I mentioned, everything that I do is um, embodying my marketing with integrity philosophies, but it extends to all these other things where I'm able to help people grow their business because I do have decades of experience. So I think it's important when you're marketing to keep your message clear for each individual revenue stream. And I think this is where people get confused. So for example, my self-study courses are going to have a different marketing message than my one-to-one -one VIP days and you know high-level coaching and consulting. So like I mentioned before, and you, you talked about you do a lot of different things. Um, and I want to go to the other end of the spectrum from the worst entrepreneurial moment. Um, when it comes to your business, what is something that is uh, really, really working for you right now? Well, you know, I'm super excited about the fact that my marketing with integrity philosophies continue to take on a life of their own and really help people. And this, the story that I'm going to share isn't about making millions because I haven't done that yet. I've helped clients map out million dollar plans and reach their goals. But what it is about for me is being of service and helping people shift the way they think about marketing and also remove blocks that they have around marketing. So 
for me, one of my very favorite stories is from a person who has never even done any work with me, but she read an article that I wrote that was featured in Aspire magazine about finding your voice and, and really owning that and then incorporating my challenge solution and invitation framework to create marketing messages with integrity. And why I'm so excited about this is because she read that article and it shifted something in her so greatly that she knew she had to use that framework in her next live event. And when she did that, she garnered more response than she had when she had hired a coach that she had worked with on sales for over a year. So what were the exact steps that the person took? Really what she what she did is she stopped being um she stopped using the formula that a lot of people teach which is the problem agitate and solve form and that means that you identify the problem of your ideal clients which is smart you do need to do that. But then the next piece is that agitation piece where you're supposed to, you know, you've got those pain points all lined out and you're supposed to poke at them to agitate people into an emotional frenzy, get them to be excited about buying so you can then come in with your solution. So that's the manipulative piece that wasn't working for her and it didn't feel right to her all along. So my shift is very subtle. I instead teach that, yes, you need to know what the problem is. You look at the challenge, but you address it with understanding and empathy. We're not poking at any pain points. In fact, we're focusing on passion points and value proposition, how you're going to actually change things, help people make more money, feel better, do whatever it is that you're going to do. And then we're able to, um, you know, offer our solution. So it it goes, you, you acknowledge the challenge, You offer your solution by sharing how you're going to change their life. Your value proposition is huge here because they need to know how that's going to happen. You paint a picture of possibility. Then you've empowered people with the information to make you the natural choice. And the final step is just inviting them to take that next step. Are you ready to do business together? Would you like to explore your options? And just asking questions and treating people like they are humans because they are. And even though business can be a numbers game, people are not numbers. And people are tired of being gamed and being treated like numbers. That is an interesting point. Uh, Do you feel that a lot of businesses uh, do marketing wrong, don't get on a one-on-one level, don't get personal? And like you say, don't do marketing with integrity. Yeah, I think that that is true. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that they're out of alignment, right? Because the problem agitate and solve approach has been, you know, taught since probably before I was even born. And I've been around playing with this for a couple decades. So it's something that's been ingrained in the marketing, advertising, copywriting and PR arenas for a very long time. And Oftentimes people will say to me, in fact, I just had a woman reach out to me on Facebook and she said, I saw your profile on Facebook and it says in your bio that you focus on marketing with integrity with a focus on passion points instead of pain points. Does that even work? And I just had to giggle because it does work. And she said, but it's opposite of everything that I've been taught. And I said, I know. And it really does work. And I'm not saying that the problem agitate and solve approach can't work. It can. But what it does is it perpetuates buyer's remorse and it's a quick fix. It's not a plan for long-term sustainability. So doing uh, marketing on a personal level, uh, treating people as they are, I don't know, for me, it seems like kind of obvious thing, but it, it seems like a lot of businesses do it wrong. Yeah, it's totally obvious, Simon. That's what's so funny about it. I mean, and I, funny, ironic and funny, I just am delighted by it both because 
I named this framework and as soon as I did, it took on a life of its own and everyone, including, you know, my coaches at the time said, oh my gosh, you've finally said what everyone's been feeling and no one's been able to say. I think you're exactly right, Lisa. I want to move away from this for a second and there's this segment on our show when we talk about habits and uh, habits are a really important part of an entrepreneur's lives. So I want you to pick one personal habit, Lisa, that really contributes to your success. What would that be? I think it's lifelong learning and continually uh, digging into new topics and ideas. I uh, love to read. I listen to books on Audible regularly, at least one a month. And then I have, you know, stacks of books. I'm on Amazon Prime loyal clients and I get them delivered regularly. So it's important to understand different points of view and to educate yourself and learn new things all the time. So I know uh, people always hate that question. Tell me one favorite book, but at least if you had to uh, pick one, what would that be? Oh boy. Do you want a business book or do you want a personal growth book? What would you like? I guess it's up to you if you had to, I don't know, uh, you have uh, one one last time, uh, one recommendation to everybody in the world. What would that be? You know, one book that really changed me both personally and professionally because it applies to, to really everything was The Four Agreements. By who? Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. I'll look it up. Uh, Lisa, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Before we end today, I want to wrap up and talk about happiness. Um, what brings you joy and really makes you happy? Gosh, I, I'm just grateful, really grateful for life. I love being surrounded by great people, friends, family, good food, wine, music, and making a big difference in the world. And I think that it's just a gift to be alive. I love that. Uh, you've been so generous with your time. I want to end today's show with a parting piece of guidance from you and the best way people in the audience can connect with you. Absolutely. So really, I just want everyone to think about their core values and what matters most to them and, and kind of check themselves. Is Are your core values in alignment with what you're doing in your business? And if not, take a look at that. And I want to invite people to visit writeoncreative.com, which is W-R-I-T-E-O-N-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com. There are tons of free resources on my blog, and you can also get a copywriting action plan that is totally complimentary, and I will share more of my philosophies in that with you, including how you can focus on passion points instead of pain points and create marketing messages with integrity. Lisa, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Simon. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.